0: Okay, this is your cook speaking. Uh, just from below deck, before we get into uh, the episode today, just wanted to note we're going to be covering some um, tricky topics for, for maybe for some people um, during the episode. So we just wanted to position that with you firstly to look after yourself and remember that the reason that we're bringing these is, is to start a conversation um, and to raise awareness of some really important subjects. I want to put that up front. Um, the contact number for calm, if you need it, is oh eight hundred. 585858, and we've also got the number for the Samaritans as well, which is 116123. And if you go to our Instagram page, we've got a reel there um, with with a number of other sort of charities and, and support groups that can help you out.
1: Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your captain. Join me and my trusty ally, the cook, as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature, and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up,
0: Bryn. We're here. We're, we're back here for another episode of Captain and Cook Pod, and um, yeah, it's great to be back. Where's the week gone, man? No, <laughs> oh my, what you say? They seem, to, they seem to be rolling around faster as we go on, don't yeah. I, to, be, to be fair. But, um, yeah, you know, that's, um, that's all good. And we, it keeps us on our toes. And, um, you know, and we're loving all the interactions, which we'll bring in a little bit later in the outro as well. But I believe we sailed somewhere new,
1: Bryn. We did. We did. We're, we seem to be conquering the Middle East. I don't know if that's appropriate to say or not. Um, but we're, <laughs> we're moving now. We're, we're, we went into the United Arab Emirates as well.
0: Oh wow, so another part of the Middle East. And I believe we've used this introduction before, Bris, asalam alaikum. Which rolls off the tongue lovely, doesn't it? When yeah, you say it. so yeah. uh another country done. And I suppose as well, you know, as always, we like to review our challenges. So yeah, how was how was gig night for you
1: and Charlotte? I knew you, you couldn't have timed it better because I know I've brought up you know my my love of Eurovision a few times. So it was actually Eurovision. Um and what a Eurovision, eh? You know, it was nice to see a few people in the crowd there. You know, obviously it was in Rotterdam. And, um, yeah, just an an interesting winner, you know. Um, don't know whether it was 100% my favourite. I prefer a lot more quirkiness, if I'm honest. But, yeah, it was really good fun, you know, and then just reminiscing, you know. Well, actually, I, I, we did a few because we watched semi-finals as well. So I think we did three concerts ah. in a week, you know. But also, <laughs> on that note, you know, and I'm excited to say, I've booked to go to a gig and I can't, it's not till November, I'm going to go and see Offspring, but after having so many cancelled, I really, really hope I'm going to enjoy somehow having a socially distanced wash pit.
0: Oh, that sounds so good. We talked about how much we were missing gigs didn't we you know uh, of the last few weeks and actually to see some of our favorite bands you know start to put more dates out there i have got some gigs lined up for later in the year as well steveford mods billy no mates and a a couple of others it just feels
1: like we're sailing towards a better place mate doesn't it towards the end of this year we are and yeah also you had the lovely challenge of comfort food you know and how how was it I told you the timing was spot on. I mean, the weather's been
0: rubbish, isn't it? Yes, like, really yeah. rubbish for a while now. Um, so comfort food, always for me as well, comes in with that weather. Do you, know you mean, your mood's mm. a bit down, um, And yeah. cooking something that, that lifts you up. And I told you before, me and my dad had been talking about this the week before you set the challenge, but stewed steak and chips, mate. I mean, I told you that my mum and Sarah, just it makes them feel really sick if you ever open a tin of stewed steak. But to be yeah. fair... It makes me sick when she opens a tin of tuna, anyway, and that's one of her favourite things to have in a wrap. So I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to feel guilty for it or anything. But stewed steak and chips, mate, taking me way back, and uh, it was delicious.
1: Okay, so um, yeah, it's time. It's time to welcome aboard. You know, our... Our next guest and obviously you know we we mentioned at the at the top end of of this podcast that you know this this is a tricky theme you know it's a tricky theme that we are we are exploring but also you know it's it's a chance to celebrate and it's a chance to celebrate the the impact this person's made you know and the impact the band have made and still do shall we say you know legacies live on um so yeah i will hand it over the cook as
0: we welcome on board chester bennington and linkin park yes thank you captain yeah chester bennington from linkin park chester charles bennington should we say actually we'll just do a quick summary of his life and then again as we always say we've got we've got loads we want to talk about today Um, but he was born on march the 20th back in 1976 in phoenix arizona his mother was a nurse and his father was a a police detective who worked specifically on sex abuse cases he talked about showing an interest in music from an early age. And actually I liked the variety in the sort of artists that he, he liked, you know, or sort of inspired him from Depeche mode um, to Stone Temple Pilots and Stone Temple Pilots were the band that he always wanted to be a part of. And I'm, you know, as you'll see, he actually got to fulfil that dream, which is great. But he also said that Madonna was responsible for getting him into music. He's a huge Madonna fan as well, which was just an interesting movie because I, I definitely didn't know that until I started the research. Um, but he was actually sexually abused at the age of seven by um, a boy that was older than him, was actually around 11 years old um, at the time. He talks about being afraid to ask for help. He was afraid to be accused of lying um, or being called gay. Um, and that actually continued until he was 13 years old. Um, a few years later, he goes on to tell his dad, because obviously that's what his dad used to look into, you know, that, that sort of aspect of, of police work. Um, but decided not to actually, you know, go after um, the person who was doing this to him, because actually that person was a victim of sexual abuse themselves, it transpires. Um, his parents divorced at age 11, and how many have we done in the past, mate, where around that age or a similar yeah. sort of age, you know, the, the home breaks up? He talks about wanting to run away and had violent thoughts, but started to comfort himself by drawing pictures, writing poetry and writing songs. After the divorce of his parents, he lived with his dad, but started in his teen years to abuse alcohol, uh, marijuana, opium, cocaine, meth and LSD. He was physically abused at high school. In his own words, he said he was knocked around like a rag doll at school for being skinny and looking different. Um, And at 17, then he moves back in with his mother She'd found out about his problems with drugs and actually banned him from leaving the home to try and help him kick it unsuccessfully. He actually just before he searches for Korean music was working at Burger King. That reminded me of the Eminem episode where he was working at a burger shop before going on and obviously becoming very successful. Um, But his first band was with a friend of his called Sean Dowdle and the band was called Sean Dowdle and Friends. That turned into Grey Days which was like a sort of a post-grunge band. Um, and he did talk about Nirvana. We've done Nirvana in the past, and we've been one of the influences of that. And um, you can definitely hear that in that sound. He gets an audition for Zero through a guy called Jeff Blue, Zero being the original name of, of obviously Linkin Park. So he moves his family to California to, you know, to, to pursue that um they take him on they love his his vocal range and what he can do which we'll talk about in a bit as well um but they him with mike shinoda who's the other leader of the band does more of the rapping elements of Linkin park they were failing to get signed but in the meantime jeff blue who actually got you know um chester the the original audition becomes the vice president for warner music and loves them so he ends up getting them the deal with warner music and 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 they can start working towards then bringing out what was called hybrid theory. And that was interesting with the name because when they were called zero, they wanted to be called hybrid theory, but there was another band out there called hybrid. They were worried about the confusion. So they went for Lincoln park and which was named after Lincoln park in California. Um, and then released the album just called that hybrid theory instead, which was basically to sort of explain the mix of Mike Shinoda's rapping versus what Chester Bennington would do with his vocals, with the, the, the raw and the singing and the melody. Um, they went on to release seven albums as Lincoln Park. We're not going to go into detail on the music today as much. We might bring up some lyrics later because more about talking about Chester. Um, but, one of the things I noticed through the 2000s, he had a lot of health problems. Um, and it always seemed to be around a time when they were trying to do a tour or trying to make some new music. So I think he always felt really guilty of that, but there were things he couldn't control. He had a, a, abdominal problems, broken wrists, broken ankles, shoulder injuries, illnesses, et cetera. Um, that all sort of seems to come to a head um, in July of 2017 um, when he's on vacation with his family. He tells them that he needs to go home to film a commercial, but at, um, ends up hanging himself at his family home and the cleaner finds him finds him the next day on July the 20th and that's why I'm going to take a break um because I know you've got you know you've you've got loads of things you want to bring in on this so just yeah thoughts initially captain yeah,
1: yeah. i mean i think there's i mean, it's, it's where do you start but it's interesting something i didn't realize was the thing around the tour you know and sort of the the illnesses or you know risk taking behavior and just sort of linking it with Ian Curtis you know from a couple of yeah couple of episodes ago, you know, and it was actually just before the tour that he took his own life. But yeah, I think for me now, you know, I'm, I'm a bit more settled, obviously working for the Jacob Abraham Foundation, you Noah, know, and you know, physically working around sort of the theme theme of suicide. And it was interesting looking into a bit more sort of about the lead up and then the after pa- aftermath, aftermath or the effects. Um, you know, and obviously most people will probably be aware that, you know, he, he was very, very close friends with Chris Cornell, you know, from South, yeah. Soundgarden, is that right? I yes, Soundgarden, yeah. yeah. Who also um, took his own life through suicide by hanging as well, um, two months before. So, and he was also the godfather of Cornell's son, Christopher. Um, so there's, there's something people talk about called survivor's guilt. Uh, so survivor's guilt, you get it quite a lot after sort of mass incidents, you know, say the World Trade Center, you know, when that happened, the people mm. who survived were like, well, why, why do I survive? Why is it me surviving? You know, and, you know, um, a lot of parents as well, you know, can have it, you know, sort of survivor's guilt, you know, and it's, um, yeah, why Why me? You know, why Why did you take mm. my child? You know, and that's something which could have been there. You know, obviously, yeah. a lot of we are talking about a hypothetical. You know, we don't know. You know essentially mm. what led to it you know you can read a lot into the lyrics you know of I mean I must say hybrid theory you know is another like the Arctic Monkeys a childhood album you know it's class you yeah know, I've got it on vinyl yeah. you know I can listen to it so much you know and I I it goes back I think it was either Ghost Town or our very first episode where I talked about actually listening to music you know really listening yeah. to it and I know we can, we're going to go on to talk a bit about that but I wanted to touch on the lead up you know and obviously what happened after and the fact that it was actually Chris Cornell's birthday that he took his own life um after obviously the post-mortem they found traces of alcohol you know so it wasn't high excessive amounts you know of alcohol or substances found um but I really I want to encourage people to watch um a couple of clips which I'll put in the links you know so one is, um, so Chester Bennington sang Leonard Cohen's song, Hallelujah, um, at Chris Cornell's funeral. But also yeah. when they were due to do a live performance of Heavy, um, their new single, but he decided to play One More Light um, because he feels the song's about losing a friend. So now we'll look at impact, you know, and what happened after. And it's, it's interesting, there's, um, so his wife, you know, or his widow, you know, and and the talk that she said that, you know, it's th- that she was asked and into your whose fault is it? And she put like, it's it's not a fault. It's years of untreated mental health, which led to substance abuse, which led to unhealthy relationships. You know, and that's the thing, like you said, from very, very early on, you know, he'd experienced the trauma of sexual abuse. He'd experienced the trauma of family breakup, you know, and that, yeah. you know, turning turn into alcohol as a coping mechanism as a number of people do as a number of people have during lockdown as well you know and that that side so yeah i i think for me it's touching a little bit on i guess a little bit of statistics that obviously we want to make it okay you know say it's okay to talk about suicide it's not a taboo no and it's okay Mm -hmm. to ask someone if they're feeling suicidal you know Yes, yeah. you're putting the word out there, but for me, it it kind of you get the impact. Um, so statistically, so from World Health Organization, um, once every 40 seconds, someone takes their own life. So if you think we are, so normally our, our episodes are about an hour, so that's mm. 90 people over the period of our wow. episode, no, and um, wow. You know, the thing is, if you if you just ask one, you know, ask one person and can support them, you know, the impact you can make. Within the UK, The, you know, I know, obviously, many people probably know about Bridgend, you know, and what happened there, yeah. you know, with elements of copycat, um, but also yeah. in the UK recent statistics is around about a whole secondary school each year of children take their lives. Wow, wow. So it's just when you say it like that is it is. It's, it's it's when you put it in context, it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think some of the things you said about like lockdown drinking to supplement, I think a lot of people have had that intro like looking inside themselves, mm-hmm. haven't they? Because you, normally you're day to day rushing around where you're distracted, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know your mind might not have time to focus on maybe issues that you don't even know you have or you know things that have, have been sat there for a while have been coming into the front for a lot of people i've noticed the weight on, on people's face i mean we've talked about that we're quite open that we have we yeah. have our own battles we've, we've talked about that but i noticed in other people And i think like you said if you end up you know you notice a change in someone that you love or you care about you know you notice a little bit of isolation a little bit of quietness a little bit of they're just not acting themselves, you know, and I mean, because we just urge people to ask the question and have opened the yeah. conversation because it could really save their life, couldn't it? Effectively. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it it is very much as well, you know, I know I'm working sort of talk about the lyrics as well, but I, there's, there's just two more, which I kind of want to mention, you know, there's something called the ripple effect. So the ripple effect is if you imagine dropping, you know, like a stone in water and you get the ripples, Yeah. you know, if someone takes their own life, the ripple effect in general, affects 135 people. You know, whether it's wow. people on the scene, whether it's work colleagues, you know, anything. You know, and that's sort of the impact. But also, when it comes to looking at, you know, you, people say you can't put a price on life. You can't put a price on life anyway. But mm. this, this I found staggering. So, you know, how much each suicide essentially costs the state. Mm. So, mm. with this in mind, it means if the person took their own life, say at 27 you know, had they carried on working, had they carried on paying tax, you know, and all those sort of Mm. things, as well as therapy and things like that. Over one and a half million pounds per suicide.
0: Wow. Again, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's still seen, you know, it's such an effect, you know, so many people, it touches so many people, it's still seen as a, a subject people shy away from and people don't want to talk about, you know, and I know there's lots and lots and lots going on, you know, on social media and everywhere, but it is it is just picking up the phone, you know, and it is just saying, how, how are you doing? But it's, it's also reading into things, you know, if the text messages look different, you know, I mean, yeah, I know you've definitely. done that for me. You've called me out when my text messages are different. You know, it's, it's things like that. And that's where, you know, since I am a master of segways, shall we say, looking at text, <laughs> mes- looking at text messages, you know, let's, let's look at the lyrics.
0: Yeah, definitely. We've got, we picked a few for this. We could have picked loads, i got to say, and we'll go on to it in a minute. The one thing you can't argue about with Chester uh, Bennington was he was quite open about his mental health struggles. That was the first thing that struck me. There'll be some stuff in the bio for people Mm. where you can watch him in his own words on YouTube talking. He's quite open, he says, about his mind being a bad neighbourhood. He says that all the time, I can't be in my head, I need to be distracted, it's a bad neighbourhood. And I remember him saying that, he's been really open in this Mm. one radio interview. And when he says things like that, the people on the show were interviewing him were almost laughing, but I don't know if it's because it's nervous because like, God, he's been so open. How do we even tackle this? You know, what do we say? Or is it just, they think he's being funny in a funny descriptive way of how he describes, because he's a creative, he's fine. Like it's Chester Bennington. He's always out with Linkin Park. He's successful. But the lyrics wise, um, we put heavy, numb, crawling in the um, into our description because they, they all fitted. I'm just going to come back to one more light though a moment because it was on the Jimmy Kimmel show when, he hadn't long found out what happened um, to Chris Cornell, who was obviously, like I said, a good, good good, friend of his. Um, and they'd actually wrote one more lie for someone who helped them, a journalist earlier in their career who lost her life to cancer. Mm-hmm. But this just seemed to fit so much with his own life, Chester's own life, but obviously with Chris Cornell as well. So I'll just read the first, the opening to it. Should have stayed. Were there signs I ignored? Can I help you not to hurt anymore? We saw brilliance when the world was asleep. There are things that we can have but can't keep if they say Um, who cares if one more light goes out in the sky of a million stars, it flickers, flickers, who cares when someone's time runs out, if a moment is all we are or quicker, quicker, who cares if one more light goes out. And it is that, you know, when I, when I heard that, I was like, wow. But when I read it, Lyrics are so powerful. i told people, like, in the past, you listen to it, and it might just pass you by because you're listening to the music. But when you actually stop and read them, it's interesting. But I'll just take a quick run through of heavy, you know, heavy. I don't like my mind right now stacking up problems that are so unnecessary into numb. Every step that I take is another mistake to you. And then into crawling, crawling in my skin, these wounds, they will not heal. That's why we, we struggled to pick one song, Captain, didn't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> it's literally every song you know and i i yesterday went for a run a long run and sort of had the music on and it was this whoa you know like i want to run away you know (laughs) not not telling you know there's like so much out there you know and it is we've talked a lot you know about like kurt cobain and people like they really use the music to express themselves you know really get things out there but this was so out there you know just where he was and he he'd openly talk a bits about it as well, you know, and what he, how he feel he related to things, you know, so you're saying about how he connect, you know, songs connected emotionally to him, not just ones he wrote, but ones like Mike Shinoda wrote as well.
0: Yeah. You know, and he was yeah. so
1: open and just ready with that. And it's touching on the, you know, it is for me, the way that I work is a lot in the body, you know, so the crawling in the skin, it's like, you know, you're uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable in yourself. Yeah. You know? And it's that, the wounds not heal- healing and there's a lot about the wounded healer you know so like yeah you know therapists you know wow well, yeah most therapists will have their own wounds you know some of them are yeah. visible some of them are not we've all got scars and it's sort of healing it and it's supporting people to heal you know and to to get through you know and it is like how he's put confusing what's real you know and you do you know when when you're in that state you know and i i've, I've been fortunate to work with someone who walked me through you know what Mm. his his plan you know sort of a few years after um and he said I I can't remember most of it you know it is there is an element of that you know but then also yeah just I guess for some people you know with the pain and carrying all the pain and it just gets too much you know it is yeah you know, and it is can be like a fear, you know, and how will it heal? How can it heal? And it is just that first step of either, as we said, you know, we mentioned calm, we mentioned Samaritans, you know, making that call, which is huge, you know, it's it's massive. Yeah. Like if, yeah, I, I'm always impressed if someone turns up and meets me for the first session, you know, because that's a big yeah. step, you know, when it is that, you know, just getting to that point of just saying, Look, hang on, this, I need some support. I've done it myself recently. I've realized, hold on, I need to go back, you know, I need to, yeah you know re-engage with some parts and some elements you know of my own personal therapy and stuff and yeah just again like just listen you know listening to the music whilst yes there's a lot there's a lot in there they are just so good to listen to and it really again it takes you back to interesting, like really good times you know of really yeah gauging in that music and engaging in that journey and like some of the people who they linked with as well you know it's massive
0: yeah definitely like you know tom morello from rage against the machine i mean even when they went more electronic and they were working rappers like Rakeem as well um and, and there's loads of others we'll put we'll literally put loads in description i mean that was the thing about Linkin Park. It was rock rap. You know, we hadn't had anything really since like Rage Against the Machine and people like that. They kept they brought that heavy music back to life. I think they breathed air into it because mm. I think for a lot of heavy music fans, they criticized them for what they were doing. But like Chester said in an interview, he was like, Well, F them, you know, because mm. we're keeping it alive, we're standing by what we what we you know our authenticity, which I know you talk about a lot. This is an authentic sound. I think, you know, they had a turntablist on stage with them who would scratch, but then they had the heavy guitars. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got Mike Shinoda providing, you know, rap, but then they've got two guitarists there absolutely, you know, smashing the heavy chords, you know, to bring at the time what was something that was different. We've talked about that millennium. It was very pop-centric, we've done the Britney Spears um, episode, you know, and how pop and boy bands and girl bands and all that were around. Linkin Park exploded on the scene, and like you said, we talk about when we create playlists, you know, and we haven't even touched on it yet, but Numb Encore for me, when they did the collision course with Jay-Z, yeah. It, yeah. it goes on every playlist, and we've all been in a club or a bar late at night, just just at, when he does that bit, you know, from num. and we're all there, like absolutely, like, you know, smashing that. We're trying to rap like Jay-Z, that's a little bit tougher, yeah. you know, yeah. but we can all stand there <laughs> and do our best Chester impression. But what I found with him that he struck the balance in was he could do the rage that metal needed, the the roar, what metal needed, but in an instant switch back to a more melodic. And he actually had a really beautiful voice, I thought, Chester as well, the way he could could sing. And that's what made Linkin Park different because then when it changed again, Mike Shinoda would come in and rap. And even Chester would do elements of rap as well. But like you said, going back to... The lyrics and everything else, and the and the music, and and the interviews, even he he was authentic, mate. And I mean, if you think oh, yeah, about crawling, massive. if he, if crawling we've talked about was on the first album, so he was living his life for seventeen, well, longer than that, obviously, but in the limelight, seventeen to eighteen years of saying I am struggling, but but yeah. I don't know if anyone knew what to do. Mm. They were listening, yeah, but they didn't actually re- understand the severity of it, mate. Mm. Should we say, yeah. I'm-
1: I'm again, linking back to like Amy Winehouse. You yeah. Know, and actually people saw the severity then but still didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, what do we I do know? There? But it's interesting you mentioned like the roar and going into lyrical, the roar of the rock, you know. And for me and my work, a lot of it is, you know, I've I've done a lot of work personally with a lion and finding a roar, but with clients, you know, it's I can't wait. I'm about to get into properly into space instead of doing some outdoor work, you know, where I can contain it. But it's encouraging them to let out whatever's there you know the primal you know primal roar to come out and then it's what follows next most likely will be sadness but also like you said will be lyrical no it's mm-hmm. like so much frustration they just need to roar it out to then be able to just say okay now i can actually tell you which completely links in with how he worked you know and how he did it and sometimes with a rap sometimes you you're so excited that you talk and everything comes out so quick you know, and he kind Definitely. of matches the different paces of, you know, human process. Should we say?
0: Hundred percent. And I think from a from a creative perspective, the the, the guy was amazing. And I think you, found, I mentioned in the episode that we did with our fantastic first guest, Tom, we talked about how creative people are susceptible to the you know to more of these thoughts and stuff because they have to find a way of getting it out, and it's not always easy for them to go through the traditional routes. They do it through by putting their soul on the line, mm-hmm. um, and You know, like I said, the the In Your Own Words clips collage on YouTube about what Chester does, I I encourage people to watch it because Mm. it will show you how important it is when someone is actually, he was brave enough to say, I can't live in my head. I struggle, you know, and a lot of the lyrics actually refer to that as well. My head's a bad place right now. We just read some a, a moment ago, but actually when he was on it, I mean, he became an actor. He was in two of the Crank films. He was in Saw 3D He did side projects with Dead by Sunrise. I talked about the Stone Temple Pilots. When he was growing up, he wanted to front that band. And they invited him along, didn't they? In the 2000s, he got to complete that dream. So like you said about legacies living on, it is important that we talk about him Mm -hmm. because he stays alive. And no doubt, mate, millions of people, we'll talk about some stats at the end, but millions of people around the world would have connected with him, wouldn't they? When they heard those lyrics and listened and thought, yes, I've got someone out there who who completely understands.
1: And he's... he's most likely open doors for millions of people to actually understand where they were and to seek the support they needed you know and it's like yeah you know what what more can you say like we say about you know things living on you know and it is about you know like with lesson jake we talked about celebrating people whilst they're still alive you know and unfortunately we can't do that now you know with chester but it is still sort of celebrating what what he created you know like almost like collaboration of so many genres of music you know that most people probably thought oh that's that's not going to happen that's not going to work and he he went and smashed it you know not not just him you know the whole band you know and it is sort of yeah sort of giving a nod to the whole band and everything that they've done and things but I know yeah we we do we do like recognizing as many achievements as possible you know and sort of yeah, the things I know you normally have sort of different bits and bobs, you know, just sort of noting where they are, where they've come from, and you know, the the achievements they've made.
0: Definitely, I think it's important because I think to just show we probably, for some people, especially if you, you know, if you haven't listened to Linkin Park before, that's fine. You, most of you will have heard it definitely if you're from our generation mm. and you'll know a lot of the songs. Um, but I think it's just important to note the achievements that they went on to achieve. So with the first one, Hybrid Theory actually, is now certified Diamond, you know? So that is like, it sold, they've sold as well across the seven albums that they did over a hundred million albums worldwide, which is which is insane. Um, they won a Grammy for best hard rock performance in 2002. The second album, Meteora, because obviously the anticipation sold almost a million in its first week because people were just, and that was in the US, were just waiting for it. I talked about Numb and Encore with Jay-Z, they won a Grammy for that as well, because if you remember, it's everywhere, isn't it? If you go on a night out now, you'll, still, you'll probably still hear that song. But one that stood up for me as well was the UN Global Leadership Award. So they, they okay. set up a thing called Mus- Music for Relief, which was raising aid um, for people affected by poverty around the world, but specifically those affected by natural disasters. Um, so the UN actually recognised their work as well, what they did um, in terms of raising money as well. So again, for me, absolutely massive what what they actually went on to achieve. And also as well, just just recognising the the achievements of Mike Shinoda. I mean, you know, he goes through losing his his bandmate, you know, the fellow leader of the band of Linkin Park, um, you know, and and what a time that must have been for him. Mm. What creative guy he is, and the way that he sort of dealt with that happening in the middle of 2017 was to work on music. You know, it can be such a healer. We talked about Dave Grohl with Kurt Cobain, didn't we, in the, in the past, but he went on to put an album together, which ended up being called Post Traumatic, effectively. That's what he called the song. It's very, very personal, obviously, about the situation he's just come through. He's an artist as well. So the front cover of Post Traumatic, Mike Shinoda painted as well. So again, you know, another another little interesting way of getting that out. But sometimes, sometimes you don't say goodbye once, you say goodbye over and over and over again, over and over and over again. So that's the song over again off that album, which is worth a listen to. Um, But yeah, I know you've got some, you know, some closing thoughts. You want to you want to leave everyone on today on this one.
1: Yeah. So interestingly, um you brought up the song that I wanted to bring. um, One More Light. And um, there's... So I know sometimes I tend to hide things from you, don't I? Just for a bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just sent it to you now, but there's, there is, there's a video. So I'll tell people to go careful, you know, be mindful when watching it. But there is a story, you know, from 2019 that actually a woman from Orlando, Florida, a healthcare worker, uh, Christina Satani. So she was driving down the highway and she noticed a lone man perched on the edge of the bridge. She decided to pull over And she, so I'm going to read some of the lyrics from One More Light um, and then tell you what sort of happened. So, who cares if One More Light goes out in a sky of a million stars, it flickers, flickers, who cares when someone's time runs out, if a moment is all we are, we're quicker, we're quicker. And she read those lyrics. And then... She sat down next to him and this is where we're going to close because after hearing this bit the the gentleman I'm noticing I'm getting emotional now the gentleman just started just started crying you know and was supported to safety and the final bits of this are who cares if one more light goes out well I do
0: Okay, uh, Bryn, you know what? I think we said it was going to be a bit, a bit of a heavy one today, but at the same time, so much light in there as well. Um, mm. So much light. And I think yeah. the way that you you know, closed off today, and obviously I know you're going to share the full story for people to read after, and we do encourage people to go in and have a look, because actually the impact of, um, obviously of what Chester done and sung about has, has saved someone's life at least one person's. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'll be many more. Please, if you know anyone who's struggling out there or you're struggling yourself, Um, We've we've we'll reference loads of information. The bio, there's loads on our Instagram. There's loads out there. You you know, Mm. please talk. You know, it is really is a great healer. Right, we're moving on now to the thirty second challenge. Um, And I know that people have been waiting for (laughs) us, haven't they, for some news for some time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I suppose the way the best way around to do this is if I go first, Captain. Mm -hmm. and then you go second, and then it'll all become apparent, won't it, what we've been working on in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you count me in, and then I'll go
1: for it. Okay. Ready? Off you go.
0: Okay, so I'm going to bring in thread lightly clothing. So if you're sick of cheap throwaway clothing that's damaging to the environment and you want to shout about the injustices you see daily, they're a company that provide clothes that are organic, ethical, and fully recyclable, and display those messages you really want to shout from the rooftops. So wear them with pride. So that's Threadlightlyclothing.co.uk, and it's Thread clothing on Instagram as well. Oh, Twenty five seconds.
1: Whoa. Ooh. Still not as
0: good as Tom's, is it? From a few weeks ago. No. <laughs> Was I it? Know. Fifteen I seconds. Know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Before I do mine, did you? Should we share a bit of news? Well, I think we,
0: we've we mentioned this company before purposely, haven't yeah, we? Um, we have. um There's someone that we love their work. Both of mm-hmm. us love their work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who runs it with his family, Lee, is a, is a top, top bloke. But mm-hmm. I think we should just get you into your challenge. I reckon we get mm-hmm. you in there, and then we'll have a little chat about it after. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, then. Got my fingers up, Bryn. Three
1: two one and off you go okay do you want a t-shirt do you really really want a captain and cook pod t-shirt well all you have to do is follow our instagram and i will be putting up a post soon with Threadlightly clothing tag two people follow both our instagrams comment on which size you'd like and for an even better chance of winning you've just got to share the post as well Boom! Twenty-seven seconds. There we go. So
0: we've been excited about this for so long. Uh, We've been wearing ours so much. (laughs) I think you know what we we mentioned, and the reason that you know we wanted to get all this right, we had some guest stuff to do, and we had some other things we needed to work on the background. But we mentioned how excited we were to get this out. I mean, first and foremost, Threadlightly clothing pleasure to work with. By the way, the merchandise we're we're delighted with it, aren't we? We're absolutely delighted with it, and. Yeah, we just want to give, we want to give back. That's the idea, isn't it, Captain?
1: We do. do. And it's likely, so it will probably come up, this will open our competition. Um, (laughs) It'll be on Wednesday, the 26th of May. And then we're going to announce the winner on the bank holiday Monday. So it'll make your bank holiday Monday absolutely perfect. And that'll be on the 31st of May. And you can enter as many times as you want. So follow both Instagrams tag two people and comment on which size so we've got small medium and large yeah yeah you know comment which size you'd like and you might even get a special note from the captain and the cook in there as well oh so exciting and also i think from
0: my from, from from my perspective as well the more you enter, I know we make a joke of this, but the more you can okay. tag people in from outside of the shipmaking mean, community, it really does help us. And yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've the, actually the listens are just so like, you know, the the, the, the communication we are getting, the, the interaction is amazing. But you, that's thanks to you. But if we, in order for us to continue growing this and being able to do more with you in the future, we really rely on it. So yeah, get yourself a t-shirt.
1: Okay, it's the moment we've been waiting for of anticipation. You know, I mean, I I left us on one hell of a cliffhanger, you know, as a way to drop anchor last week, and now we're we're moving into chapter five.
0: I've got to say, as well, Emma. I know this is your favorite part of the pod. The moment she said she's loving the story, um, Lisa. Dave, there were loads of actually messaged me this week and said, you know, they wait for the story. So, you know, well done last week. Cause at first we read it's like, it's brilliant, but where am I going to go? Um, but that's the beauty of the story, isn't it, mate? You can go where you want. So um, chapter five, with no further ado, he's dragged me away from the blue light of the afterlife from happy memories from the reunion with my grandfather. I'm propped up against the statue. Surely you recognize me now. He says, I search his face for any hints or clues to who this man is. He does look familiar, but if so, he's changed, shapeshifted into a different person. He's not the person I remember. Who is he? Think back. Back a few years. The car, the broken glass, he urges. The sparks of recognition start to light up my memory. I immediately realise that it's a part of my past that I don't want to revisit. The times when I'd lost control. The time when reality wasn't the realm that I lived in. It comes flooding back, the screams, the car on fire in the park, the blood, running, running, running. I'd taken so many steps to erase that part part of my life. It wasn't me back then, it couldn't be me. I've worked hard to start again, build up from nothing with a new identity, shed in the skin of my previous self. And now who I was before had finally caught up to and exposed me in the form of this relic from my past kneeling in front of me. I know who he is now. It's hard to think how I managed to ever forget. We need to find somewhere safe, I concede, and start walking towards the house that holds all the secrets of our past. I check over my shoulder and Gav is following behind. That's his name, Gavin. Gavin Jones. Thick as thieves until the time our world came tumbling down and I ran away and left him covered in in blood in the park. Down the side of the police station, left onto Albert Street and around the bend to the green door. I could walk there with my eyes closed. Gav reaches for the lion knocker, but I stop him. I've got a key, I say. I'd never let the key go in all this time. The key to my past, to our past. I unlock the green door, we step inside. The musty smell hits, more memories come rushing back. It's pitch black with all windows boarded, just the light from an old TV seeping out into the hallway. Again, I'm thinking of the blue light of the afterlife, but my grandfather isn't there this time. And the light seems to be tinged with red spelling danger. We know they're there. We have to put this to bed once and for all. We step inside, the three of them are sat around the room on the floor. They don't even look up. We knew you'd come back. "'You've made us wait, but we knew this time would come.' That was Digit, the leader of the group, then and obviously now, sat under the window, a halo of light trying to break through the edges of the boards that was keeping reality away. "'Take a seat. Join us,' he said, and given there were no chairs, we sat side by side in the corner. Jay and Zed are approaching. They each have a needle that is destined for us. Although we don't want the bright green liquid inside, we know we can't refuse and are already exposing our arms, ready to receive, ready to be controlled again. "'Just relax,' says Digit. We can get this over and done with at long last. Boom, bum, 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 bum,
1: bum, bum, Okay,
0: Captain. God, story's getting good, isn't it? I
1: know it is. <laughs>
0: Um, I want know the know next. What? I want know the next chapter now. It's like, why are we waiting? Get writing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Get> writing. <laughs> but no, you know, I think uh, you know, like we talked about it before, it's a new challenge for us. Mm. Um, and you know, in amongst all the madness that we do in the week and work, you know, we do have to write these things. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's a, it's a cha- it's a challenge in itself. But because we gluttons for punishment, mm. we want more challenges, don't we? So um, we introduced last week. We're getting the shipmates now to introduce. Um, on our next voyage, so it's over
1: to shipmate Matt. On our next voyage, God, they're very good, aren't they? The I think that's, captain, that's, that's the closest to the X Factor voice I'm ever going to get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> after after your weeks and weeks of practice, people are just coming in and just, just taking the mantle, out it? the
1: pack. Yeah.
0: They're following though the captain's lead. They are, and as all good captains would do, you've delegated. Yeah. And I think that's a positive. Exactly. You know, so know, anyway,
1: yeah. I know with Matt, he is a big he's a big Tiny Rebel fan as well. You know, so he, he oh. he's a person he recommended the uh, shakedown for me, you know. So I think he'll be uh he'll be he'll be up in Tiny Rebel some point soon as well. Let us know, Matt. We'll uh, we'll be more than happy to come and come and sit and have a beer. Um but yeah, what um what have you got lined up for me this week? Yeah, so mine is it's quite it's quite a quick one actually for you um but it's just looking back to where you know during this episode you know I I mentioned that once every 40 seconds you know in in the world someone takes their life and I'm just going to encourage you actually to do it to do it each day you know of the next week just just pause for 40 seconds just pause and just reflect yeah okay yeah I thought that was just an
0: amazing statistic, by the way, and I mean, you know, stats do really lay the situation bare, don't they? Behind every one of those is a story, Mm. Um, so yeah, I will, I will definitely, hundred percent, do that. mine for you again is something that we were having a conversation about off, off air um, you know last in the last voyage season however you want to call it I set you the task of playing guitar and putting yourself out there which you bravely did um, and I know you've fallen a bit away from the guitar I'm not going to make you record and put it on because it is a lot to get that right and it takes a lot of time but just pick your guitar back up again this week mate and, and, and learn a new song because I know you've got some chords nailed down now so learn yourself a new song <laughs>
1: Okay, so that's that's another another episode that's um, coming to an end. And as we mentioned, you know, we've put on our socials sort of there's a real you know, on our highlights about places to reach out to, you know, in, in times of need. You know, and also, as we referenced before, Samaritans and Calm, they're in the description of this pod with the links as well. But it's time just to, yeah, obviously... Give some shout outs, you know, to some shipmates who've got in touch, and I know you've got a couple of people who've got in touch with you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sean over in Northern Ireland, um, he referenced back to the
0: Green Day uh, episode, actually. I said how, how big a ducky the Ducky album was for him, um, and you know, getting him into that you know style of music, actually. But I know as well, we actually became friends over dance music, and I know that Sean does his own DJ mixes that he puts on to SoundCloud called Sneaker Sessions. So, you know, check him out, he, you know, great guy. Um, so thank you for your for your feedback as well. I've already mentioned, we've had loads about the story. I mean, I'm not even going to start start listing them. I was talking to Gavin in the week. I was talking to Louise. You know, there are literally loads out there just waiting for the next chapter. And to be fair, once I've done mine, I don't know about you, Captain, but I'm looking forward to you coming, you know, yeah. coming back and, and, <laughs> and, and, and telling me what's next.
1: But, yeah, I, I look forward um, yeah, to my chapter as well, normally. <laughs>
0: To be fair, like I, I set this up and you've just taken on to a whole new level. So, you know, I'm in awe
1: of you, mate. But no, I know you've got a couple of things you wanted to cover as well today. Yeah, just just a couple of books. You know, I mean, we we kind of met in the, the first conversations we had were around books and different things we read, mm-hmm. you know, and I know Owen quite a while ago, you know, and apologies, Owen. It's taken us a while to actually give you the shout out recommended a book Um which is published by, you know, it's by William H. McRaven, who's a former Navy SEAL in the USA military. And it's called Make Your Bed. Um, and it relates to his time in the army and how he took those lessons into his life. And I believe if I find it, I'll put it a link. There's a YouTube clip of him doing like an eight minute lecture around it. But Owen's given us his favorite quote from there. And it's in life, you'll face a lot of circuses. You'll pay for your failures. But if you persevere if you let those failures teach you and strengthen you then you'll be prepared to handle life's toughest moments and also a book from ian got in touch as well so after giving us a on our next voyage last week he's now suggesting a book um, which i should be arriving anytime now for me as well so it's by sarah wilson and it's called first we make the beast beautiful and it's her journey um her seven year journey around anxiety um and how she supported herself and giving some tips so hopefully next pod i'll have a quick scan of it and i'll give a bit of a review you know as to how i found brilliant it as well
0: that's superb and actually a couple of things i want to shout out there firstly thanks Ian again because i was laughing when i re-listened to the pod again with this <laughs> with his really sort of proper proper pirate accent but owen as well just a shout out for owen through the lockdown, um, him and his fiance, they had to postpone their wedding, all right, which is obviously a big thing to do in the first place. So we got our fingers crossed that, that goes ahead in the summer. But also both of them have set their own businesses in the meantime, you know, which is mm. amazing. So Carla, I know we'll we'll put a link to her Instagram through the week. Some fantastic hair. My wife has her hair done by her, Delight with it. I have my hair done by her. Um, and also Owen with his sports massage and therapy business as well. So I'm just really proud of them, and I think that's a good thing to do. But I know we mentioned last week, so we've had suggestions for stories to be said, anything funny. Um, you know we've had a couple come through already which we'll read out in future ones but send
1: them in to us and and you know how how can they do that uh, captain so they can get in touch with us on twitter at captain and cook one uh instagram we're at captain and cook pod and obviously keep your eyes open you know because the competition will be out uh, shortly um or they can get us at email um, which is captain and at cheapmail.com. I always mess this up. You always try and trick me. But I had it prepared and I still messed it up. But get in touch, guys.
0: <laughs> Honestly I've had, you know, great episode again. And like I so said, we look forward to people's entries on the competition. But until next time, it is a tarah from me. And it's a Torah from him.